Hey, this is Bus Pimp, and you're listening to Maribel Blue Unfiltered on KEM Top Talk Radio. Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue, and it has been a long, long time since I've done an unfiltered show. And I apologize for that. I have to tell you, there's been a lot of things going on with me being sick before, and then getting better, and then playing catch-up, and, and just working on a whole bunch of different projects. I have not gotten a chance to do a Saturday night live show. And I have to tell you, I miss it so much. I had said that I wasn't going to use blog talk radio anymore. And technically I'm not. However, if there's an opportunity for me to do a live show, I think that I may go back to it. Who knows? I think I just needed to miss it for some reason. I have no idea. But needless to say, I wanted to do this special segment on business ethics. A lot of things have been coming up, and this is me flipping my paper because, of course, you know, if I'm going to make any kind of show with any kind of discussions that have to do with business-related topics, I always like to break out my college books, read notes over that I took when I was studying business management and just kind of get reacclimated with the information that I learned while I was in school, which is great information. It's not really, I hate to put it like this, but I guess if you're digging deep, you can probably find things like that on the internet, but I don't think there's anything like having a college book where you can get a breakdown of all of these types of different information when it comes to business management. I'm not talking about marketing. I'm talking about business management as a whole, um, which is very deep and diverse. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about ethics in business. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for you as a business owner and what does that mean for you as a consumer when you're going out and you're buying things or making purchases online? Do you rely on reviews? Do you rely on what other people are saying about the product? Um, Just things like that in general. And as far as you being a business owner, which gets very deep. What does that mean for you as a business owner? Because as a business owner, you are now making decisions of how you plan to run your business. And what does does the ethics part mean for you? Granted that a lot of my audience is in the adult business. And if you're thinking in the ethical, traditional corporate sense, we're not talking about that. We're talking about how you market yourself, how you brand yourself, 
how you put your name out there and what that name means to you and what it means to the public. When they think about your name, when they think about your brand, are they thinking about you in a positive way or are they thinking about you in a negative way? So, or or even in the middle ground, that they're not sure, that they're not familiar and maybe they have no opinion on what they think about your brand And not that there's anything wrong with it, but you want somebody to like what it is that you are putting out there to the public because you want them to buy it. So with all that being said, I wanted to start off with just giving examples of what ethics means in a business. I'm I'm going to use this example. I worked for a company very briefly called WorldCom. And for those of you who don't remember who who or what WorldCom was, it was a telecommunications company. At the time, I think, um, I don't think that cell phones were around at the time. Well, yeah, I, yes, I, I believe, I believe it was probably the, the beginning of the world of cell phones. And uh, Bernie Ebers owned the company. Bernie Ebers got full of himself. And what he started to do was he started buying up all of these small telecommunications company and started taking them on board. What happens with that when you start buying up other companies because you want to monopolize the telecommunications field, if you will, which I think is what he was doing, he went about it very, very wrong. Either he thought about it in his head or he had conversations with people. I don't know. But the case is he he started committing fraud with his accounting. And that is very, very big because when you start inflating numbers that isn't real and you're making people think that if if they have any type of stock or investment that the stock is worth more or the investment is worth more than what they think when the shit comes crashing down guess what all that money you thought you had invested is gone and most likely was never there it was a figment of your imagination of what you saw on paper and it didn't mean anything in real life. Sadly, a lot of people lost their job at WorldCom. By then, I was already gone because I had seen the writing on the wall. There was just something I knew that was was not correct. There was a, I couldn't understand the need for this man to continue buying up companies. And while some people may look at it and say, oh, well, it's a great investment. You're just acquiring all these little companies and you're making it into like one big happy family. Know that when you're acquiring another company, you're also acquiring their problems and their history. It's not like you're just eliminating what that company was. 
or is whatever relationship you've built to acquire that firm. And I think when people hear that, when I hear it, I don't look at it as a very good thing. I think that if somebody turned around to me and said, Maribel, I want to acquire Kinky Magazine for X amount of dollars, but I still want you to be on board and run things like you're running things now. Sooner or later, something is going to come up or come out where if I allowed something like this to happen, that I could be outed out of my magazine and somebody else can come in and run it and probably ruin it and not live out the visions that I have for the magazine in its future. So it's things like that that concern me when I hear that word. I certainly don't want to work for somebody else while I'm running my baby. That's not why I started a magazine in the first place. So that would not be a good option for me to have somebody acquire my business. However, that's not to say that other businesses shouldn't do that, but rather look at the benefits of why they need to acquire this company. Will it be an addition to something they are missing now that they can incorporate in their business model? And that's what it really comes down to. It really comes down to the growth of your business model. How would that help? How will this collaboration help? In the world of dominatrixes, let's say, for example, while some dominatrixes don't acquire one another, if you will, they do collaborate with with one another. Maybe one dominatrix has something that the other dominatrix doesn't do. Or maybe they have a collaborated um, skill that perhaps they can use it when they meet their submissives and it becomes an explosion of beautiful things in a session, in role-playing. And that's why people would collaborate with one another. So there's a big difference between collaboration and acquirement. But let's get back to the topic at hand, which is ethics in business. So Mr. Ebers is in jail which is basically the short end of the story because he committed accounting fraud. He made people believe that WorldCom was worth more than what it actually was. And what had happened was inside, whatever he felt he could do as far as accounting was concerned, maybe he didn't want to hire more people as he was acquiring all of these little companies and have a real accounting department that can help him with the numbers as he acquired each company. And again, I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with acquiring a company, but again, when you do that, you're also acquiring their income, their problems, 
whatever it was that they had is now yours. It's like a marriage. So I, I wanted to touch on these things again because there have been a lot of things that have been coming up from an assortment of people, people that I know, people that I don't know that had that have genuine concerns about people that may be selling services and not have a real background or education to provide these type of services to help people with their businesses or their branding, etc. One of the things that I wanted to mention was why ethics is important. Ethics builds trust and it builds a relationship with your client and and clientele. I mean, you could have one client, you can have 10,000 clients. The fact of the matter is, is that you want to be able to build a relationship with them. And in bigger corporations, let's use McDonald's as an example. McDonald's is, it's, it's a giant, okay? You see those golden arches, you know what it is that you're looking at. You know that there's a McDonald's coming nearby. If you see like a sign or what have you, everybody knows that brand. Technically, you couldn't use that as your own brand unless you wanted to get sued, However, McDonald's is a franchise and what you're doing when you're paying into the franchise, you're paying into their business model. They're giving you all the secrets, so to speak, in order for you to run a McDonald's like the next one that's probably two miles away and how to set up your locations as well so that you're in a place where if people get hungry, that's where they're going to go. Being that everybody knows McDonald's <laughs> and they have built a relationship with people over time, it's a trusted brand. That's not to say that they haven't had any issues. I'm sure that they have, but at the end of the day, they are still standing. People are still going there. People are still eating there. So I think it's safe to say that McDonald's isn't going anywhere. Okay? But you are not McDonald's. I'm not McDonald's. So we have to find a way to leverage and work with other people. And at the same time, be able to have people trust our work and trust what it is that we're saying or selling, etc. Now, when I, I mind you, I use the words leverage, okay? Leverage is how we get a person to come with us or to buy our things and why do they want to buy it how are they going to make those purchases have we thought about those things and i think that sometimes when 
other people think about leverage, they're thinking about how they can get over on a person. And that's not the idea of business. And this is why it was important for me to bring up this thing about ethics. We can use diets as an example because that is a big multi-million, if not billion dollar industry. When Anna Nicole was alive, she had gained weight over time, okay? And then she lost the weight after going through her bout of whatever it was that she was going through at that time in her life. And she became the trim spa girl. And then because of that, because she was overweight and then lost all the weight to trim spa and built a saying around it, people just went crazy and started buying trim spa because if Anna Nicole, who was a big girl, was able to lose all this weight, then I can go run into my local drugstore and pick up trim spa and I'll be saying trim spa baby as well. And this is the thing that people will believe and not do any research behind it because they're just seeing the advertising, they're seeing what's going on and they're buying into it immediately. Don't get me wrong, I did too, <laughs> okay? Um, so these are one of the things that run into the ethics. If you drink this shake, you're going to lose all this weight with very minimal workout, with very minimal exercise. And when you go to the doctor and you're having issues with your weight, what does your doctor tell you? Take your vitamins, drink lots of water, work out, move your body, even if it means walking for 30 minutes. This is what the doctor is telling you. So clearly the expert that study that studied the human body and how it works, and they're telling you this is what you need to do. Clearly a pill is not going to do that. A liquid is not going to do that. Now, in this, in this day and age with social media and Instagram and social influencers, and I use that term, <laughs> it's even hard for me to, to say the whole word, but I'm using the air quotes that not only are people promoting these drinks and teas and fastings and all of these things, but they're also promoting workouts. And there's nothing wrong with that for as long as you make a commitment, okay? The thing is with a lot of those companies is that you have to spend money in order for you to gain something back. And a lot of the times you really don't need all that. There there a lot of home remedies that you can use to lose weight. Correct? Okay, so if you want to spend $60 on a shake, hey, more power to you. If, you. if you feel that it works, if you feel that it does something for you, more power to you. But for me, as far as the ethics is concerned, it really is all about how you can get over on that person because of 
the position that they're in now. They don't like themselves. They feel overweight. They don't feel good when they look in the mirror. They don't feel good about the reflection that's staring back at them. So people will use that and take advantage of that to sell a product and convince you, look, I'm doing it. And if you do it, the same results are going to happen for you. That's not to say it's not going to happen. However, you have to make a commitment. And you're also spending your money. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. And that's where you have to ask yourself, are you being ethical or are you being unethical? Again, that's just one example. I'm not here to provide an answer and say what's right and what's wrong. I'm giving you the information and you decide for yourself on what you think is best. The other thing is coaching. And there's all different types of coaching. There's the 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 life coach, there's a business coach like myself, okay? And I hate to use the word coaching because I just feel it's, I don't know, there's just just something, I don't know. I, I don't have a word for it. I like to call myself, I mean, I know I have the business coaching enterprise and and everything that I'm doing. What I like to consider myself is somebody who's just helping another person just to understand the logics the logistics of business, the logic of how it works and how it can work for you. I just killed the bug. Sorry, I'm, I'm clapping because there was a bug getting ready to fly right onto me. Um, so here's my thing, okay? When, when I, I, I want to say... I want to say about 10 years ago, I remember. I remember I had attended a seminar that a friend of mine had invited to. And it was like one of these business seminars. And what was weird was that they were using a conference room from, I guess, a co-worker that they knew. It wasn't even like a conference room in a hotel. And, and I've been to those too. And... I go and the guy is wearing a suit that's like probably three sizes too big for him. And he's talking all of this smooth thing about how he began his own business. And he was this and he left that career to do this. And now he's happy and he's never made so much money in his life. And now he gets to spend more time with his family. I mean, he just went on and on and on. He was talking about how important his family was and how important his marriage was and his wife. But I didn't see a ring. And I'm saying, gee, for somebody who really is in love with their wife, where is their ring? I just found that everything, while everything he was saying sounded great, things were not adding up. And, of course... At the end of the seminar, after they have you all wrapped in into thinking that you're going to buy into this thing and you're going to be a millionaire within months and you're going to 
live in a big house. I mean, they do the video. It's just, I mean, it's a very dramatic. The video, people leaving careers as scientists and doctors to sell these products and become millionaires overnight. And I'm saying to myself, I cannot see somebody who spent years working towards their degree on becoming a doctor and leaving that field to sell products and become millionaires. I just couldn't see it. There's a reason why people decide to become lawyers, doctors, engineers, whatever that whatever that may be, whatever the case may be. There's a reason why you spend time in school and educating and learning learning this so that you can have a career in that field. And to leave all of that to sell detergent. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not saying literally detergent, but just think about it. Home products. And you get your friends involved and they have to pay a monthly or yearly membership and you're going to get this and, and it becomes this whole team building. You get where I'm getting at. You start to ask yourself about the ethics of all of this because what they want you to do is not only spend $700 on a machine. I'll never forget it. I, th- I think the machine was like, $750 or something like that. And if the machine was like a fax, it, it, it was just a whole bunch of contraptions all in, one, all in one. And you needed this machine in order for you to conduct the business. And it was like $750, this machine. It was insane. And I'm saying to myself, $750 for this machine And it's the only way that I could do business. So the girl that took me, she goes, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Are you going to do it? And I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not spending $750 on a person who has a suit that's three sizes too big for him. And I said, and I don't understand how this man is so in love with his wife and so in love with his family, but he's not wearing a ring. And he must have seen us having a conversation because then he comes over and he's like, so are you guys, are are you going to make the down payment? Are you going to make a commitment? And I was like, no. So then he, of course, now he realizes, well, now he has the one person that said no. So let's find out why she said no so that I could turn that no into a yes. And here's the one thing about me. Once I say no, that's my final answer. When it comes to me parting with that kind of money for something that is not a guarantee that I'm going to be a millionaire by tomorrow, then I'm not doing it. Because what happens is it's, it's basically called the pyramid scheme where the person at the top is the one that's making all the money and everybody is running around like lunatics trying to get their friends to sign up for this thing and they're not making the money that these videos that they put out and make people believe that these people left very good careers and educations that they got the careers from 
to sell products. It's not realistic and it's not ethical. And of course, that's my own personal opinion, but it isn't. What happens is, is that in these type of environments, and I guess this is the reason why I don't like the word coaching, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I don't think that coaching should be associated with these types of, of things like what, what I'm going to tell you now. So even in, in environments where self-improvement, self-love, trying to, to find ways to be better with yourself is also another form of a tactic to get people in a room and drain them for a day where they're not able to make decisions for themselves because either they're deprived of water or they're deprived of going to the bathroom when they need to go. I shouldn't say deprived of water, but I'm sure there, there's water, what have you there. But they set it up in a way where you're not really free to roam about. Because what happens is if you do that, you get a break, you get air, you get time to think. And people who do tactics like that, they don't want you to think because they want you to part with your money because you're tired and you just want to go home. And this is where, again, for me, it's unethical because you want to work with a person that is that is of sound mind. You want them to make decisions because they want it, not because you coerce them or you force them um, or you put them in a position where they felt like they had no choice because you kept hounding at them. But you must, but you must, but you must. I make X amount of dollars and you're missing out. Look at all the money I'm making because everybody wants it. And now you're going to miss out on it. That is unethical. To be spewing about how much money you're making because everybody is buying into your bullshit and you want that person's money is unethical. So there's just a lot of different tactics that make things unethical when you're running a business and you don't want to be honest about what it is that you're doing. You want the world to think that you're being honest, but you're not. And these are just examples. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with coaching, but I don't think that the word coaching should be associated with ways of like self-improvement, like the example that I had given before. There's nothing wrong with self-improvement. There's nothing wrong with branding or rebranding. But how do you go about these things? How do you measure a person who can help you be better at what it is that you're doing? Well, it's very easy. You look at the person, how they carry themselves, the things that they say. What do they say in social media? What do they say outside of social media? Do you have conversations with them privately? Have you had conversations with them 
privately, have you seen a level of consistency within that person and their business and the things that they are sharing with you? Um, are they saying things to guilt you? Or are they putting you down? There's so many different ways. And I think one, once you have a better grasp of what it is that you're looking for, you will have a trust within yourself to say, I want to work with this person because of A, B, and C. There has to be some level of education and real life experience. Um, and this is the reason why I want to have these webinars and have people who have real life experiences, who, who have either worked at corporate companies or who have studied certain levels of business management and marketing and advertising to be able to have classes to teach you, not just me by myself, but other people to teach you how to be better in your business. But the thing with the business ethics, it was coming up for me a lot because of, of, of the things that, that I've been hearing um, that have been quite disturbing. And I think that when we want to learn about something, we shouldn't just look at one person. We should be auditing people and seeing what is going to work for us. Look, I'm teaching business coaching. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be for everybody. I cannot be everybody's cup of tea. Maybe you need a person specific for content creation. I know people like that. I could direct people like that. One of the things that I had seen on Twitter about uh, the other day, this this one porn star saying about how we're all in this together and that just because somebody may want to join a particular site that you shouldn't tell them, no, it's not like a competition. There's room enough for everybody and there's money enough for everybody to share the wealth, so to speak. And I had responded. I said, I agree. I'm helping a friend do her one of her fans page. I don't feel any competition. I feel like if I can be a benefit for her to help her market herself and brand herself and make a little extra money on the side, why not? Why not help a person? It's not taking away from me. And this is what it comes down to. I'm not the kind of person to downgrade what other people are doing. However, I will speak up if somebody is doing something unethical or they are using their resources to downgrade other people to make themselves look and sound good. That's where I draw the line. Because like I said, we all have our gifts, we all have our strengths, and it is important for us to connect with people who have those strengths and gifts so that we can all work together to be better and productive. And that's basically what this is all about. So with all that being said, that was my take on business and business ethics. I hope you enjoyed this business tip. 
This is Maribel Blue signing off with another very short, unfiltered business version. <laughs> and as always, remember, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and most importantly, take care of you. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.